Well, I'm starting the show. Uh, let's start the show, motherfucker. I'm, I am trying to. Let's end every sentence with the word motherfucker. <laughs> it's our Samuel L. Jackson episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 85 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I am your host this week, Tyler, motherfucker, and I am joined by the motherfucker, Jake, motherfucker. Hey, how you been doing, motherfucker? <laughs> no, we can't do this. This is... It's too hard. Yeah. Not that it's too hard, it's just you can't talk seriously while spending the phrase motherfucker with every sentence. <laughs> Are you going to finish your, set, your, finish your sentence? Uh, no, friend, motherfucker. Friend say motherfucker. Okay. But, anyway, I'm no good. Uh, been playing a little bit of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and, uh, God, that game is way better than Ghost. Yes. But, anyway, yeah, it's missed school today, which kind of sucked. Uh, fucking overslept. That's not good. No, it's not good. It's far from good. Especially when I'm in a Photoshop class that does a lesson every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyway, how have you been, Tyler? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, just been uh, gaming, you know, stuck in a house with a blizzard. It's good times. a blizzard up there? Yeah, we had a big blizzard over the weekend and, you know, Super Bowl. That was nice, so kind of helped out a little bit. A lot of people lost some power around here, so that sucks on Super Bowl Sunday not to have power. But uh, we're we're joined by another man. I'll, I'll go. We'll go back to me here in a little bit. But Jack, what's up, buddy? Biscuits and gravy, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, okay. Uh, before we go on, I must we anybody that does, hasn't seen this video yet, just Google search Key and Pill. What was it like? Seattle Seahawks it press was, conference. Oh god, what was it? I'd say it was the. It was a Keenan Pill Super Bowl special, Marshawn Lentz and Richard Sherman joint press conference. Yes, that that's yeah. So Google that what what Jake just said, and enjoy the next two minutes or forty nine seconds. And then come life. back to us, and we'll yeah, you'll you'll get the joke because <laughs> it's going to be a continuation, I'm sure. Motherfucker, uh, but Jake or Jack, you're Jake. Jack, how how are you doing, buddy? How's it going? Biscuits and gravy. Alright, dickhead. Stop with the joke. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, my week could have been a little bit better. I had been recovering from a fucking sinus infection from uh, the week previous. And finally today, you know, just about to, uh, time for us to record and stuff, I finally got over a lot of that crap. <laughs> so, uh, no more sneezing, no more, like, uh, you know, cough syrup stuff. It's like, ugh. It just feels nice just to not have my head congested. I mean, yes, yeah, sure, my ears are still kind of plugged, but, uh, uh yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually feeling pretty damn good right now. <laughs> That's good. Are you it's, sipped it's... up on, uh, I want to say, Dayquil or Nockwil? No, I didn't even touch any of that stuff. Problem. That's good. Straight edge. <laughs> Fucking vegans. <laughs> No, no, the the best feeling like you never feel better, like like health wise than after like you, like the day or two after you get over like a really bad flu or a cold. It's like you, you appreciate being healthy again. 
It's the best 48 hours of oh, your yeah. entire life. Oh, thank God, I'm fucking not sick anymore. I can go out and do stuff. <laughs> oh, crap, I have to go back to work. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep. nonchalantly, that's what you gotta do next day. Oh, damn it. I gotta go back to work. Yeah. So, Jack, buddy, what have you been playing now? I'm curious. Well, let's see. Biscuits and gravy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I heard that was a great game. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't it? But, okay. uh, unlike the new game front, I've still been playing a little bit of infamous First Light stuff, but uh, not really as intently as I had the last week. But what I have been playing was one of the games that, uh, you know, I got as a 3DS like, a free 3DS game and stuff from the Ambassador program, like, so many years ago. It's uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which sort of reminds me of uh, the regular Donkey Kong game that came out on the Game Boy back in 94. It has a lot of the same mechanics, along with the same, you know, a lot of the same, like, uh, premise of the first game. Only difference is, is, uh, obviously, the updated graphics. Let's see, Donkey Kong no longer is kidnapping, like, uh, what was it, fucking, like, Pauline or something like that? No, in this game, he's uh, kidnapping Mario toys. Just just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> he is kidnapping, like, a seven or eight foot ape, goes to a freaking, like, a toy factory, and basically steals a whole bag of mechanized Mario toys. <laughs> wow. I know, I know. The premise couldn't get any stupider, though, but... Uh, so, it's like, why does Mario want those toys back? I... I, I Cutting to his pockets, uh, huh? Yeah, he probably makes some sort of profit from there. It's kind of like how like Nintendo does their amiibo figures oh, and stuff no, like that. Uh, I mean, he probably thing, makes though. a he probably um, makes that cash flow, dude. Most, no, here's the thing though: it's like distributors, they have already got to pay for the product. Like the where on the sales floor, that's where the store gets their money back. Mm. So, oh yeah, Very true. he already made his money. But yet, if he steals all the supplies and stuff like that, how are you going to make those toys? You know, how are you going to profit off those? Very true. <laughs> very, very good point. But uh, as far as the gameplay goes, it's really tight. It's really precise. It's just like the like original Donkey Kong from uh, that was remade and stuff back into 94. So this game was released, I think, around 2004, I think, for the Game Boy Advance. But uh, obviously I'm playing it on my XL because of the bigger screen and all that other stuff. And let's see. I've went through about... At least a world, I would think. Yeah, at least an overall world that's still like a couple levels into uh, the second world. But uh, they do borrow like some enemies from the original game, but there's some new stuff in there, obviously. But uh, I'm sure that's some background noise. Yeah, I thought I heard a cop car for a minute there. Is somebody doing yes. drugs? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting caught. I'm getting arrested. They're coming to take him away, huh? Anyway, uh, other than that, I did something pretty interesting, you know, as far as uh, as far as like beating games concerns and stuff. You know how like last week I was saying like played through a bit of Super Mario Brothers Deluxe and stuff. The first game, I beat the first game, Super Mario Brothers, that version of it. Well, early on this like this week, I beat the lost levels finally <laughs> like after about what was it like say a couple of weeks of trying to get past all the random trolling crap that was placed in front of me i mean i kid you not you played through the original super mario brothers and if you're so used to that one version of the game and you go and try to play the actual legitimate super mario brothers 2 
the one that never released inside the U.S. up until like around the Mario All Stars game released. And is, isn't that the Lost Chapters, or am I thinking of a different game? I think you're kind of. I think you're in the ballpark, though. It's called Lost Levels, obviously, but it's. Ah, uh... uh, yeah. But let me just say this: for one, a lot of the elements of uh, the the individual stages are pretty interesting because. They'll rep- there are some stages where you can find, like, poisonous mushrooms, which is kind of funny when you accidentally hit some. But uh, I've come across stages where they've repeated themselves until I figured out what exact pattern it is to try to progress through the stage. So, but like, anyway, for example, you know, like, inside the original Mario Brothers, like, there's this one particular Bowser castle that I can remember where you have to go through the sequences in exact order in order to progress past the end of the stage. Well, there are more of that inside... You know, there is more of that inside uh, the Lost Levels. But uh, they're not just in the Bowser's things. No, they're actually in the legitimate, like, stage parts. And what's kind of funny, I got stuck on stage 7-2 for the longest of times because it took me literally a couple of days to figure out, oh, I'm supposed to go ahead and try to get this mushroom, that's, you know, get the power-up mushroom, try to run across, wait until these three paratroopas align just right in the sky so that I can jump on them, one, two, three, up to the top where this warp pipe is at, then go down the pipe, and then go forth and try to navigate throughout the rest of the second half of the stage, and uh, literally, it gave me the sense of, like, just deja vu of what I used to do as a kid, because, you know, it's kind of funny, I, man, I played through a lot of those same type of stages back when uh, I first played All-Stars, and that was a hell of a long time ago, but uh, I think the hardest one, I, yeah, I think it was like the, well, let's see. Oh, good, good. <laughs> For a second there, my audio was kind of uh, skipping a little bit. But uh, I think the hardest stage that I came across was the very last one. But uh, the reason why is because of the particular last part of the stage, which I could not figure out here. In the beginning part of the last level, you are placed on top of this sort of like this sort of like staircase, right? But before you reach the last step... You're left with a choice. It's like you can either try to jump across, which you can't even reach when you jump across, or you can try to ledge yourself to where you can jump off and then just immediately press left in order to get down to the bottom platform. (laughs) So I've died a few times trying to do that, (laughs) just on the opening part of the stage. But uh, let's see, what else about that stage gave me trouble? Oh, Jesus Christ, there was so much. Um, let's see, there is a part where I literally, I take a warp pipe, right? So I go past, and I'm presented with uh, this other, like, warp pipe that has a piranha plant, like, sticking out of it, like, every couple steps. But it has this type of stone type of uh, covering over the top of it. And so, in order to progress, I have to try to not just, like, say, jump just right in order to try to, you know try to get to the pipe. I'm trying to describe it, and it's kind of harder than I thought it was going to be. But uh, generally what I had, the, the problem that I kept on having was when I would go, I would just keep on jumping off the freaking, like, at top of the stone thing to my death because I could not time the thing just right. <laughs> and so I literally got it down to a science where I had to immediately run, 
press left just at the right moment so that I would slide and stuff as I'm going right, and then just somehow pixel perfectly go through and just get to the left part of the... It's just exactly to get on top of the pipe. And so I finally get to that. I get to the last portion of the stage, and uh, I see a fake Bowser throwing these fucking hammers, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, god damn it, I hope I don't fuck up on this one. So I go ahead, I wait till he jumps, go out from under him, and I literally came just a pixels away from getting hit by a freaking fire bar, bar just before the last Bowser. And so when I finally get to the last Bowser, I just go under him like he was the easiest part of that whole fucking stage. <laughs> like you grab the axe and I like, finish the game. It's like, oh, oh man, dude, fuck this game. <laughs> but that was, does that Mario Lost Levels, they did that on? What's that? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That was the, yeah, that was okay. the last level. But that particular Bowser, it's prevalent in the later levels of the original Super Mario Brothers. The difference is... They creatively constructed those game levels to try to teach you about these certain move mechanics without having the need of tutorial levels. You were left to try to discover a lot of this stuff for yourself, which in a case, I did like that because I went through these stages multiple times. I didn't check out any type of guides whatsoever, and I beat the game just by repeatedly going over and over and over again, just like how I used to before the internet, but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much my gaming week. How about you guys? <laughs> what about you, Jake? You just still you've been playing the Call of Duty? Yeah, just mainly Call of Duty, but yeah, I think that's all I've been playing last week. I'm sorry. No, that's all right, buddy. That's good. You guys, well, as long as you're enjoying it, you're good. Eh, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm enjoying it more than I am Destiny because I feel like there's an actual outcome to it. Yeah. But are you just are you doing online multiplayer? Yeah, I've already beaten the campaign. Like, yeah. it's, it's alright at best. But yeah, didn't really play much. More like anticipating for games later this month. But haven't really been playing. How about you? Uh, for me, uh, I got a couple games this week to talk about. Um, <clears throat> first things first, I I got Bayonetta two. Um, so like like I talked about earlier at the beginning of the show, uh, we had a pretty nasty blizzard uh, pretty much all weekend where most of I would say the Midwest is probably locked in excuse me their houses um, up until probably maybe Sunday night um, maybe even some people were still stuck in the house on Monday uh, so I for some reason like when there's a big snowstorm and I'm stuck in the house I just all I want to do is I just want to play video games all day yeah. and that's basically all I did all day Sunday was play Bayonetta 2 I, I haven't finished it yet I think there's like 17 chapters if you include the prologue, and I'm on like chapter. 12. Holy shit, dude! Uh, yeah, um, I put about seven hours into it so far, uh, maybe a little bit more. I haven't looked at my timer lately, but um, this game is absolutely phenomenal, and I don't normally like hack and slash games, and I played Bayonetta one a little bit, and I didn't really care for it, uh, mainly because the story I. The, 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 there's long. There's a bunch of cutscenes, and they're pretty long. And there's like Enzo, I think, is like one of the main characters. Um, he's like the sidekick of Bayonetta. I he it drives me insane. He's annoying. <laughs> he's the Joe Pesci, um, and he's <laughs> yeah, he, like he basically is Joe Pesci. Is what he looks. He's like short, little, fat guy. And sounds just like him. Um, hey, my cousin Benny. So he's <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So he's 
he's basically in like the first, at least so far where I played, he's only in the first few chapters, and you don't see him again. Which thank God, for, I think people, I think um, the public, our platinum knew that when they're making this game. Like maybe a lot of people didn't like him, so we're having him in the game. But the people that do like him, and then he's gonna quickly be gone. So he's he's not in there. The cuts, there's still quite a bit of cutscenes, and the story is batshit crazy. Um, essentially, Bayonetta's uh, best friend. Uh, Bayonetta basically is like a witch that um, she's like over 500 years old or whatever. And um, so I'll explain her real quick. Uh, she has like this suit that's also like she uses as like weapons to fight. So as she fights, like her like her suit comes off. So you don't really see you don't see like like anything, but you'll see like her midsection They'll always cover up. You know all the all the important bits. Um, but and then she has like guns on her like her feet and her like and she holds them in her hand. Um, but so basically, her best friend I think John is her name or Jean uh, dies saving Bayonetta, Bayonetta's life, and she goes Bayonetta is trying to get to hell to get her soul back. It's basically like um, season five or four of uh, Supernatural. <laughs> so um, See, wait, which one? Season five or season four? I think it's season four when. Yeah, maybe season four. But basically, her soul goes to, uh, is, is trapped in hell. Bayonetta is right now, like, the point of the game is to get into hell and get her soul back. Um, so, the, that you know, the story. That season six. Is this season six? It might be. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Season six. Yep, season six. Um, but, like, the story is, like, like I said, it's batshit crazy. Like, there's there's a lot of cutscenes, and it's just crazy, over-the-top stuff. That It's very Japanese, is the best way to put it. Uh, but the but the gameplay portions of it is fantastic. Um, there's not a lot of... there's It's a hack slash game, but there's a nice little pacing of, like, you have, like, a lot of running around, some little bit of platforming, and, like, then a big battle. But, like, a lot of the battles, you're not just fight, and you're, you'll see a lot of the same enemies, but it's not just, like... It, Kill a thousand of these guys. It's like kill eight million four hundred and seventy-two. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's not that. You know, you're not. You're not going to see like these same three or four characters, and maybe every now and again see something different. Like there's like every chapter has probably like, not every chapter, but a few. Like most of the chapters have like multi like multiple mini bosses, and it, and it's just like it just builds up and builds up and builds up, and then usually there's like a chapter, three or four chapters. It's just one big boss battle. But I, I like that from that standpoint where it's just not like hit hack. You know how to beat these enemies. You can hack. You just hit the button. You know A B X Y whatever like that. Um, every every enemy has like a different kind of attack speeds, or they come at you a different way. So like if you if you hit the right trigger at like the, as they try to hit you, you go into what's called witch time, and it slows everything down for like three or four seconds, and it just you can just do these crazy combos on the enemies. Um, and they can't do anything back um, to you, so it's pretty cool from that standpoint. Where you know, face some of these enemies, like you're just trying to find out, you know, kind of how to counter them and how when's the best time to get which time down, um, and you know, hit the hit the right button. Um, so I like it from that standpoint where it's like I said, you're not seeing the same enemy a thousand times. Um, and the the best part about this game is the boss battles. Like they blow like. Every every other bout, boss battle you like you've seen games like in boss battles like you've seen any other game like these like the chapter I think chapter three or four 
there's this big boss battle you have with a, with a sage who is like um, he's kind of like the main villain of the game. It's a big, big 10-15 minute long boss battle that most games would be lucky to have that as their final boss. And this is chapter 4. And it's just this crazy like there's, you have like this giant witch in the background. He has like the, the sage like summons this giant creature in the like um, in the background and they're fighting and you're like you're just having this crazy awesome uh, like battle and it's just it's hard to explain because it's just it's so fast paced and it just gets crazy and just when you when you're feeling that when you're feeling it when you're in the moment play playing these like you're dodging them as you're trying to attack you it's just an awesome feeling that this game has and it's absolutely stunning um pretty it looks really good for a wii u game which the graphics aren't like they're not ps4 xbox one good but i think for the artistic style that they go for it works well on the wii u and it makes it look really it shines um so with bayonetta 2 i i i don't know i don't know what i was expecting out of it i, I thought maybe it'd be a pretty good game but this game has this blown me away and like if i could, i wish i would have played this last year uh, i wish i would have bought this over a handful of other games i spent 60 bucks on um and my other game i played this this past week is uh i got i got the uh the code name steam demo is now on the 3ds um everybody can download it it's open for everybody um i didn't play much of it i only played about the first 15 20 minutes because it's basically the opening um chapter of the game I played just enough of it to kind of get a sense of what it is and if it's what I thought it was. It's basically what I was thought it was, and it's a good thing. It's a, um, it's an XCOM type of game where it's, um, it's a strategy type turn-based game, kind of like a Fire Emblem, is as well, or uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. So, I'm sold. In, like I'm sold in the game uh, for me. It, but it does, has done something for me, where a week ago I pretty much decided I wasn't going to get a new. Nintendo 3DS. I was going to cancel that pre-order. I was just going to say, forget it. I don't want it. But this demo has, I think, talked me into getting the new 3DS. Um, basically, um, so with the with the C-Stick on the right side, it, it's basically for the camera. And with Codename Steam, the camera, using the camera isn't bad. Um, you can use a touchscreen, or you can use... Um, um, the ABXY to move the camera around, but it's kind of slow and a little clunky. Um, it's not game breaking by any, any stretch, but I could see like th- that kind of game. And like I'm planning on getting Majora's Mask uh, in a couple weeks. Um, that can be a big deal for for me. So for me at this point, I think I'm actually going to go ahead and get the new Nintendo 3DS. What really? So yes. Oh, there you go. Yep. So, <laughs> you canceled it? Or... No, I didn't can't. I didn't cancel. I I still kept it open. I was gonna wait. Um, I had pretty much I, a week ago. Like I said, I I pretty much decided I wasn't. I decided I wasn't gonna get it. I couldn't find the purpose in getting it. Besides but, that I mean, second, just, or besides that little C stick. Yeah, I mean, I really. I mean, the the 3D would be in like having the face tracking 3D. I've heard good things about that. Um. But I didn't know. I just at that point I couldn't really justify the purchase. Um, but man, playing playing that those playing that game, and I'm hearing like I've been listening to and I've been like reading some articles about like people playing it, and they said like the Majora's Mask and everything like that with that C stick makes a huge difference um, because that game is quite like that. You need a good camera with that game and be able to move around. I don't know how I'd feel about using the touchscreen for uh, the camera in that game. 
Um, so for those two games, and I'm sure there's some games in the future uh, for my 3DS, uh, for the 3DS, I, I see myself getting. I just, I think, it, I might as well pick it up. I got a good deal now, only 100 bucks. Not very, I don't think I'm going to get that deal again, so I figure I might as well just bite the bullet and, and go ahead and uh, go ahead and get the game. I actually even <clears throat> took the day off of work um, on the 13th to uh, go get it first thing in the morning. Wow, there you go. Nice. Awesome. Yep. It's a freaking day off of work deal for you. Yes, I'm pretty excited. I can't wait. Uh, but let's kind of move on into our topics. Um, spoke about a, a Sega game earlier, Bayonetta 2, um, and kind of the peak, I think, of maybe Sega in the last few years, and probably a new low for Sega is, um, I don't think it's happened yet, but there is um, rumors that Sega is going to axe about 300 jobs, and they're going to focus pretty much entirely on PC and mobile games. Hmm. <sighs> Can't say, I'm surprised. That was pretty much... Yeah, that was pretty much... Jake's reaction was my reaction when I read that um, headline last week. I really, really, really want Fantasy Star Online 2. But <laughs> it is a PC game, so maybe? I don't... I think they're going to focus on smaller games. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, uh, they're not no. really... They're going to be I mean, it's a developer. As long as they don't fuck with Atlas, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks, you know, losing 300 jobs. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, Sega's got a it's a big company, but that's still 300 300 people is pretty big, but who's those 300 it, I mean, people? Are they going to be like the 300 new people well, or they they well, it's all rumors at this point. Um from I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, if like, but there, it's Letting just been off talks. 300 people is a pretty big rumor. Oh yeah, that, that's that's yeah. really substantial. I mean, that's a significant downsize for like a, well, especially if they're just like one office now. I mean, they closed their, uh, I think their American like like their American like uh, headquarters. I think it is after so many years of it being open. But uh, yeah, I've been hearing things about I've, yeah. I've just been hearing rumors about say like a lot of uh, people who've worked there like basically for a long ass time just being told like okay here's your retirement papers this that stuff like that you know just uh it's getting pretty uh messed up there at sega you know just fuck yeah they said that um sounds like sega europe is suggesting it's good the downsizing is on the publishing business part of it um i don't know i mean i just kind of it's kind of sad though i mean just look at but it's not surprising at the same time where it, it's sad because these were this was like a Sega's an icon yes. in the video game industry. They're I mean they're one of the a Nintendo you know, brought brought back gaming, but Sega was a big reason was a big reason why it stayed in place. They were the competition that Nintendo well, yes. needed to keep going, and everybody needs well, competition. Exactly, exactly, Tyler. And people are so quick to forget that if there wasn't like say a war here, not like a console war, but like. If there weren't that type of competition between Nintendo and Sega, you wouldn't be having all of these other platforms, all these other like uh, game makers and stuff from Microsoft, from Sony, all the other things is uh, mm-hmm. doing exactly what they're doing right now. You know, I mean, yeah, who knows if we would have sixteen bit as when we did, or sixty four bit, or thirty two. Because at the end of the day, man, it's like nobody wants just one option in order to do like for anything. Whether it be video games or yeah. here's a good example, say professional wrestling in general, because you know back in the day when they had like WCW, ECW, and like WWF and stuff, 
when both of those, both ECW and WCW, basically sold their rights to Vince McMahon and stuff like that, dried up a lot of that market. What happened? A lot of the content inside WWF started going stagnant, starting to go a little bit thing because they didn't have to really pressure. They didn't have that much competition in order to get better. Mm -hmm. Same thing can apply to the gaming industry right now. Say if, I don't know, what if, say, Microsoft or Sony, one of those two major publishers, just goes bankrupt tomorrow? I'm just saying figuratively. I'm not saying it will actually happen. It would, Yeah, if one of those two... I mean, Nintendo, you can... If I don't, if, if I don't see them, every, but say they decide to drop out of the console mm-hmm. making thing, that wouldn't hurt as much, obviously, between those two. But yeah, if one of those one of those two dropped out, it would. I think it would definitely hurt, you know, the, the competition because Nintendo, you know, that's a side thing. You know, they they do a good job of what they do, but looking at the, the PlayStation and Xbox, like those two are always trying to outdo each other, and yeah, like you, yeah, if one of them went out, like. There's no longer there'll there, be no like, progression. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will get. Pro- it won't be as quick as we're, you know, like like I said, like when we got the Super Nintendo, you know, we, maybe we were instead of getting the Super Nintendo we were like ninety two, ninety three, we wouldn't have got it until ninety five, or not even we that. Maybe Nintendo like, would have fizzed, maybe fizzled out or something because of the success of the NES and nothing like competing against it. I mean, think for think of this for example. True. If say Sega was in the competition but crashed after the master, like after the Master System was a failure or something like that, if the Sega Genesis hadn't released, who knows what type of options Nintendo would have taken? I mean, for God's sake, we might not have video games right now. It might it might just it be could've... some stupid yeah, exactly. little thing that. It, like it was in the in the early '80s, where just or even in the '90s and early 2000s, gaming didn't really get popular till just recently. And recently, we th- we yeah. are saying pretty much like over the past ten years at least, you know. Yeah, ten. I yeah, mean, now it's just evolving. So say it's really. Yeah, it's just now. Just uh, sorry, Tyler, to cut you off there, but You're anyway, fine. to get back onto the massive like uh, layoff rumors and stuff like that, to me, it's not too surprising because. Of the history, the track history of Sega as a company throughout the years, judging like ranging back from their miscues with the Sega Saturn, their entrance out, their exit out of the console making market with their things with the Dreamcast, you know, failing to like, uh, no, they're failing just uh, well, actually they lost support actually from EA and other types of sports developers, which led to a lot of their like just shut down things. But uh, wasn't the Dreamcast the one that had the highest piracy rating? Yes, it was. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me think of that for a minute. Was it Dreamcast? Or it was, was it Saturn? I, yeah, it, it was it Dreamcast. Was, uh, I think. It was, yeah, yeah, because nobody bought a Saturn. That thing. Was oh man, cool. I mean, let's think of it this way: back in the early two thousands, the late nineties, early two thousands, I could see advertisements for pirate, like pirating type of software, which would allow you to play say, PS1 games, or even, like, Dreamcast games, or whatever the hell, on your Dreamcast. What the fuck is that noise? It sounds like a razor. Sounds like a sonic screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) Someone put that toy away. Anyway. (laughs) But, uh... Okay, I think he's dead. But, man, I tell you what, man, Sega has (laughs) shot themselves in the foot, though, over the past, like, say, five or so years, too. I mean, hell... Their latest deal with Nintendo and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, they got, like, maybe, like, one or two decent titles out of that whole exchange, though, but, you know, we, I think we could all pretty much agree, though, that Sonic Boom was just a huge, like, just disaster of, like, game stuff. Oh, there's... 
I want to I want to see how bad it is. But you know, going back to the the Sega, I was kind of looking at some of their um, like some of the games they were like had released since you know they they stopped making yep. consoles and. There's some known titles yep. on there. Like if you you gamers probably like major gamers have probably heard heard of a lot of them. But I mean, you look at how many big time sellers did they have. Like there's probably no game like they've released that sold more than probably like probably only a handful that have actually sold a million. Like Bayonetta is probably one of their biggest ones they made in the last fifteen. Bayonetta years, and that barely cracked yeah that a barely million. cracked a million stuff. What about like say Sonic? Sonic Racing All Stars, you know, transformed or something. Any Sonic, they have like destroyed the Sonic. Uh, they haven't made a good Sonic game since probably what Sonic. Yeah, Adventures. I'm not just saying like that. Sonic franchise. Generations was good. I heard, uh, yeah, that's true. I've heard, but they haven't made a great Sonic game. I, I should say since Sonic Adventures. Oh man, and even that's kind of debatable too. You know, I think to tell you the honest truth, Sonic. Uh, Colors and even Sonic Lost World to a certain extent have some great elements. Alien in Isolation too. has sold over a million. What? Oh, Alien, Alien Isolation, Isolation, yeah. Did sell over That's right. They did make it. Yep they made they made Alien Isolation. They're a publisher for that. Um, but I mean, I was looking at they have a, they have made uh, they've been involved in like I think it was over a hundred games in the last fifteen years, and most of them like they're like middling you know games are. That you like just as far as like sales or just review wise, I know most of them are like got bad reviews. And a lot of them are Sonic games, but there are some um, good gems there too, like the Valkyria Chronicle games. Let's think about that for a second. Yeah, Valkyria Chronicle and the second one for the PSP as well. Those are good games. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean they've got, they've got some good games, but I'm wondering how like a lot of those games probably didn't sell very well, especially on the yeah. PSP where P- the PSP. Let's see that's what a, we have. Oh God. We There's have. a lot of piracy on the on the PSP as well. Yep. So. Let's see what we have. We have Yakuza Five coming out this year. Yep, they made the Yakuza games. They're good. We have Total War games. Yep, it has its own niche. Sonic Boom, Alien Oscillations, Sonic Dash, Ugh. Persona Four Arena Ultimate. That's actually pretty fun. <laughs> Persona Four Arena is awesome. Uh, Company Heroes Two has super. Hatsumi Hatsu, Project like Hatsumi Diva. Miku, I think it's called. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I don't know. But they made Crazy Taxi. Yep. On uh, there's a new one on the iPhone, iPad, and all that. <laughs> yeah. Sonic Jump or Sonic Jump Fever. <laughs> Football Manager. Oh yeah. man, uh, Dra- Dragon Coins. It's a mobile game. Dude, speaking of Football Manager, let me just say this just for a quick moment. I've seen. Like a couple of my friends on Steam that have actually put multiple hours on that football manager thing, dude. Well, they make Topping of the Dead. True. Oh. Uh, set Sonic on All-Star Race and Transform, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Let's see, something else. What, what can we find here? Come on. I think they made, I think they were part of Binary, binary Domain. True. So I love that game, but... Not a. That's what I'm going back to though is they've got some like solid, they solid games. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, but I don't know how many of them are like like I talked about. Like, not a lot of them are big time sellers. That's very true. I mean, I'm they sure. all a lot of them so, appeal to their like their niche demographic too. I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, even what, certain Sonic games to initial extent. I mean, yeah, the the character's popular, well, obviously, but. Oh. Yeah, Sonic still got some name value. That's probably their biggest name value they have, and like they just haven't capitalized on that series. So it's it sucks to hear because they they do make some, they do have some good properties uh, there that they can 
do some things True. with. People are like saying that, ooh, Nintendo would be perfect to pick them up, or you know, maybe a Sony or a Microsoft would pick them up, or somebody. Mm. Um, I don't. They're not final. As far as I can tell, they're not filing for. You know, chapter twelve or chapter eleven. Yeah, it's nothing like, like that, that though. They're just basically trying to rearrange their plans so they can try to just basically release, make more, money. make more money in the long run. I mean, for God's sakes, you don't, yeah. you don't like uh, keep on bleeding money to other consoles that you can't afford to make for. You got to get things smarter in order to try to advance yeah. forward. I mean, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see them maybe just kind of like condense maybe condense down a little bit and just focus on a handful of big titles at a time and really then you should do like you know it, it's easy for us to say because it's not our money and our jobs yep. line but i'd like to see them condense down and focus on like okay these are our bigger ips these are our biggest these are one of the ones that can that can give us the most a better chance of succeeding here mm-hmm. so, like a bane of the three um oh. a you know, folk really focus on a Sonic game. Uh, you know, like the total the total war games. Those games, I I know we're got a pretty decent size um, audience on the PC. I mean, there's there's some things they can they can do, and it just kind of sucks that they're gonna be a mobile company where we probably can get sixty thousand free to play Sonic uh, games. Did anyone play the Company of Hero games? No, I've heard good things about them, but that's another niche. You know, is it? That's the um. Like the strategy, uh, like World War games, aren't they? I think so. I gotta check. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't either. So I was curious. I've heard really good things, from, like when people talk about them. But I believe that's what they are. But uh, we can move on for okay. uh, real quick while uh, Jake is looking that up. Um, moving on to something else. Uh, would any of you guys be interested in a condemned game, or perhaps a building a condemned game? Hmm. Does anybody? Does, how many people actually remember those condemned games? I've never played either one of them, but I've heard great things about it from people. Oh, they, I, the condemned was known for fucking up the achievement scale. Huh? Oh, I, I, every, I think it's condemned uh, was one of the launch titles. Yeah, yeah, it was a launch title. Yeah, and like every game was a thousand gamer score. Uh huh. Condemned came, uh, condemned maxed out like nine eighty or nine sixty. Huh? <laughs> That's like, weird. Just, Fucked, to fucked up the scale. I was like, I heard it was a fun game. I haven't played it. Yeah, but I I actually I'm not doing beat the LBA in it. I I beat the um that was one of the first games I actually played on on the uh, Xbox 360 when I, when I got it was I remember renting that one and it's it was a pretty fun game. It it doesn't I I remember going back and I actually repurchased it for like a uh-huh. few bucks a couple years ago. It does not age well. <laughs> That game was like made in like 2006. So. <laughs> 2006. If it was yeah, a launch title, it was a 2006. 2005, yeah, 2006. So it was, yep. Or 2005 is actually when the 360 yeah, oh my came God. out. Um, so it was it was it's clunky now. Like at least a couple of years ago. Oh so. God, guys. I and I I never did play Condemned Two, but when I first played the game, it it looked it was a unique game from like you know it was it was more of a jump scare type of game, something he hadn't seen on the. I don't think I don't think of very many games you saw like that on the past generation right. of consoles. So I would be interested in the third and another one. Um, I don't know who's going to build it because I don't know how well those games did. Like they, well enough to get a second one, but yeah. I don't, never got a third one. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I've never really played it, but it's the second game, so I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you. Like if okay, on ahead. Go ahead. I'm. Um, okay, I was just basically just gonna 
just say this and stuff. Just Tyler, this led me to the realization that the fucking Xbox 360 is almost 10 years old. <laughs> yep. It'll be 10 years in October. Oh my god, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh. They're still pushing games out for it. Yeah, they are still. Oh, you want to hear something that's really hilarious? I just saw, like, uh, oh man. I just saw a picture of, like, game releases or something like that for the PS2. Two sports games in 2014. Yep. It's like, what yeah, the let fuck? Let me guess. FIFA and uh, I want to say a baseball game. No, it's not a baseball game. I, it's FIFA well, and I think a card racing game. Well, like I know the I know the FIFA games like like Brazil, like South America, like games are crazy. Like consoles are crazy expensive. Like the Wii U is like I think like seventeen hundred dollars there. <laughs> so like they still the P nobody has like the P like has a PS3 really. Or even the PS4 now, so like they still like make a lot of PS2 games uh, in those in those areas. Oh my god, dude, that's fucking nuts, though. But anyway, going back yeah. to Condemned Two, or just con- or just the news of the Condemned Three in general, you know, I would like to see what the third game in that series would be like. I mean, I've heard, like I said before, you know, if you want to see what it's like, go develop it because apparently they're looking for people to develop the game. Oh, that's pretty cool. Make it more like survival. I don't know anything aspect. about developing a game, but I will take um, for fifty six no sixty thousand dollars a year. I will quit my job and. Go <laughs> oh, it's a Sega. It's a Sega game, so I might lose your job. Oh, oh that's true. I might oh. get a job. Hey guys, I got a that job at Sega. Sega. Six months later, oh god damn it! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, as long as I'm working the publishing side of it, I'll be all right. Uh, no, but uh, let's move on to something else. Uh, good news for um, Borderlands. P- people still want to play Borderlands on the PS3. Uh, Borderlands One is getting multiplayer again. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Yay! No, but for real, we that's awesome. This, uh, if we talked about this last year, and I think a couple months ago when the PC got Borderlands uh, again, yeah, when the PC got their multiplayer again. But now that the PlayStation has it, that's awesome. Nice. Yes. Did the article say uh, who's hosting the multiplayer? Or wasn't it Gamespot? It was before? Gamespot. Yeah, it, it was one of the games that got shut down. I think when Gamespot went away. Yep. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Yep, it was basically Gamespot. They closed down that plus a hell of a lot of fucking Nintendo Wii online games and 3ds and, and uh, actually ton of DS EA sports games. It doesn't. Uh, Today's update doesn't brings say. the PS3. Oh, guess uh, Gearbox and developer Twenty Second Century Toys are bringing improvements to voice chat. And hmm. my guess is that uh, it's Twenty Twenty Second Century Toys that are maybe hosting it. That's good though. I mean, it's a, it's a good fun game on the go, so people go still now play get them. your modded weapons and go play through the single player or go play through the campaign again. Yeah, yeah. Watch them yeah. do that and all of a sudden re-release the original Borderlands on Xbox One and PS4 <laughs> downloadable. <laughs> oh god! You know, uh, yeah. If they, I know uh, the, it's not part of the handsome collection, but God, they need to bring board, the original Borderlands to the. New consoles. Yeah, they do. If they're going to bring consoles back. If they're going to bring games oh, back. Oh, yeah, they do. Jeez. Which, I'm saying that, I'm also irritated that we didn't get backwards compatibility just so they could resell us the same games we played. 
Yeah. I, I am kind of tired of that. I'm t- kind of tired of having to buy the games I already have <laughs> to play them with new yeah. with people. I'm actually don't like the fact. I kind of wish they would just re- remade the pre sequel instead of Borderlands 2. I'd gladly pay like 30 bucks just for a $20 yeah, well, it's gonna be a pre It's going to be $40, isn't it? It's not going to be a $60. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 40 bucks, but I'd rather just pay 20 for a pre sequel. You may get that option, yeah, you know. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll will be like Metro Metro Collection and sell it individually digitally. Oh, I, yeah, I hope so. That, that would be. Bad. I mean, hell, that that would be, that'd be a really that smart idea. Fast. <laughs> I mean, hell, that would be a really smart idea. You know, just have Borderlands two and just the pre sequel separated. Price them each twenty bucks a piece. Put them on the online service. There you go. Saints Row did that as well. Like you can buy yep. the Get Out of Hell or you can buy the bundle. Yeah, I hope they do that because I'd probably just pick up the pre sequel at that point. You didn't even beat uh, Borderlands 2, so why wouldn't you pick nope. up that one? Let's see, chronologically. Borderlands 2 was fun. Chronologically, pre-sequel, before Borderlands 2, right? Oh, it takes place technically during... It's like... It's a- concurrently with It's after 2. and before. It's like before, and after, and during Borderlands 2. That is confusing. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah. That's why it's called the pre-sequel. Because it's pre and sequel. <laughs> oh my god! Well, anyway, I'm getting that anyway. It's so far, not a prequel. It's a pre sequel. Yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, <laughs> so we'll jump on this real quick. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but uh, Club Nintendo is closing yep. down. Um, in the next few, I think June 30th is when it's officially. Well, you could stop using, um, or you could stop buying some of the stuff. So with that, we we kind of explained it. But I'll explain it again real quick. Um, when you buy Nintendo products uh, like video games or consoles, everything comes has a code in the package. Or some nowadays, it's actually in the on the cover. It's on the backside of the cover. Um, yeah, because there's no manual. Yeah, they have, well, they actually sell manuals. It's weird, <laughs> but they they um, so there's a code. You go into club. You go to clubnintendo.com. And um, you type in the code, and you earn your coins, and then you can do surveys and kind of like say what you, your thoughts on the game or whatever. And you earn these coins, and every month they would update. You can get like um, there's be physical gifts, and there'd be like virtual console games. You can use these coins to get them for free. Exactly. Usually you you get like you know it'd be a lot of like you know five to maybe ten dollar virtual console games, and like some usually some pretty cheap physical items. Like you might see like a, a, a like, Nintendo type of bag. No, you get like you see like posters on there, or like maybe like a Zelda carrying bag, or like a game case holder. Um, so since it's closing, um, I think um, on mo- this past Monday on the second, they pretty much put over a, like a hundred. I think it was a hundred and seventeen yes, games, a hundred and seventeen downloadable um, titles, all of which have been on the Club Nintendo service for like uh, offered as prizes. At one time, so you have like games that have come back on there, like say Doc Lewis's Punch Out, which was only available for a certain time, or even like say a lot of the like Wii titles that were on the Virtual Console, and even full fledged like yep. games for the 3DS, which is really cool. And the Wii one, U. I think one or two, um, maybe, no three. There's I think. five actually. There's actually a handful. There's like uh, so they have like Wii Party U, Game of Wario, yep. um, Wonderful 101, uh, uh, Wii Fit F-Zero. You. Um, no, these are like full oh, fledged like, titles. So. They actually have like they have a bunch of like virtual console and download, which I would highly recommend for somebody if if you have like a bunch of coins and you don't have the wonderful one hundred and one, get that game. Why? Because it's made by Platinum, the same company that made the game that Tyler was talking about, Bayonetta two. Trust me, good yes. publisher. They make good games. Great games. 
Yes, they've every game I've played of theirs I liked, <laughs> but um, they've got some pretty good deals on there. I've actually I think I've only used a couple hundred of them. I got like Super Metroid when I first got right. the console. Um, so actually I downloaded uh, just today. Actually, I used six hundred of my coins and I got Paper Mario Sticker Star. There you the go. Yes. So I'm actually wanting to get. I got like eight hundred and I think I have like eight hundred and fifty something left. And uh, unfortunately, I want to get um, Wonderful One Hundred One. But it's a 10 gigabyte download, and I only got three and a half gigabytes on my Wii U. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna have to get it. It's time to buy an external hard drive for Tyler here. So <laughs> Well, let's see. Action turns. <laughs> yeah, I got that back. So I'm, I'm looking back? at. I'm, I'm, yeah, I already got mine. So I'm looking uh, at getting an external well, hard drive. Well, nice. as for me, I see a lot of the things that they were trying to offer for like exclusive things, you know, like say a Majora's Mask messenger bag, like say the Majora's Mask puzzle thing, and like. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of random puzzles and stuff. But uh, to me, I didn't really jump at those. I actually just decided to get those yeah. little uh, the, the Zelda like XL like, carrying like uh, little those little pouches and stuff like that. Those look pretty fun that I would actually oh, be okay. able to use. But uh, I had like yeah. about 1,600 something points. And yeah. uh, basically, when I heard that the Club Nintendo thing was announcing, I went through a whole hell of a lot of my games. I even found out that they were hiding a lot of their codes, like, right behind the game, like, uh, the game art. You know, the the actual yeah, game it's art. Yeah, that's on the cover. And you have to actually yeah. lift it out, you know, try to bend the yep. game case so much that you can actually take the artwork out from the front of it in order to read the code out. I mean, that was such a pain in the ass yep. for both the Wii U and the 3DS games. you got to check your covers and stuff. If it's not available in the, the, the little storage slot dealy when you open the game... Odds on, odds are you're gonna to have to try to lift out the game art. Just a word of advice to anyone who actually is listening to this, who has Club Nintendo stuff. But uh, I am, I am probably gonna spend the rest of my points, probably getting some of those downloadable 3DS games because, for one, I could actually use them, and for two, <laughs> those are the only things I don't have. <laughs> what you, yeah, like what the you one... should get me you should you should spend seven hundred points and get me the Super Smash Brothers three poster set. Why with <laughs> Duck Hunt and <laughs> uh, come on, Jake? Yeah, you can they, actually use some actually of your have... 3DS games that you've gotten in order to redeem on the service. I don't even think I have an account. You can create an account. You could... <laughs> I don't know. You can you, you look up your games and look for your codes, and you can actually. Might be able to get a, you might have enough to actually. You may get a, actually have enough to get those posters. Uh, or yeah, or like a full fledged like they have like Star Fox sixty four three D Super Mario three D Land um, on the three D. They got some pretty good games on there. Like it's like it's funny that like I pretty much have all like the big ones I like I like that are on there. So as soon as I get my uh, my external hard drive, I'm gonna get um, Wonderful one hundred one, and I think I'll have enough, and I'll probably get Earthbound. Now wrap yeah, seriously, points. Earthbound, great game. Yes, so I was kind of, I was, I was really one um, Star Fox sixty four three D, but oh, uh, I would, I'd rather have Wonderful one hundred one. But uh, no, it's a good deal. I would, uh, if you guys, if you guys have a bunch of Nintendo games laying around and you don't know anything about that, now is a, I think you have until the end of the month to redeem those, those codes. So start looking some through some of your uh, Wii U and. And you, uh, 3DS games. and let me also say you have until like about I think it's June 30th to actually spend those uh, coins mm-hmm. and stuff up until uh, they introduce their new awards service. Yep, you have until the end of the yeah until June 30th is the last day to use the, the coin, so you don't have to do it right away. So, you, but you have plenty of time. 
Unless you want the physical items, they only have a few of those, so I guess if you want those, you can get those. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to, we have a couple more topics left. Um, so Master Chief Collection has delayed their big patch that would, um, I guess, supposed to help, it was supposed to help with the... Uh, multiplayer, uh, yep. uh, the, God, what was it, multiplayer, the chat. Yeah. And I think chat matchmaking will, times. Oh, man. Yeah, so you won't, you can actually make it a lot faster, streamline everything a little bit. Well, at least I'm glad 343 uh, is making the, putting forth the effort in order to patch all of that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's good. It's good they're not just like they're not leaving it as it is. Or oh yeah, because there's a hell of a lot of other game publishers who would have just done that and just like uh, never touch it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, Halo, you can't really do that. It's their biggest oh, no. franchise. They can't afford. Oh that. no, if you want people to buy Halo Five, or... you better not fuck them up. <laughs> well, so the thing is, though, it's like three four three is basically over two right now. Yeah, like people hated Halo Four, and then now. With the announcement of the with the Halo Two anniversary and then the Master Chief Collection, yeah. now they're over two. They fucked up that. And now, I'm personally, I enjoyed Halo Four. I enjoyed the campaign, going through the campaigns on the one. Uh, I'm not gonna pick up Halo Five because it it feels way too much like Call of Duty. And I know I've was, I was playing it earlier, but Halo is more of a Halo and Call of Duty should be completely different. Like, yes, they should. shouldn't aspire to be another game. Like, yeah. aiming down sight just feels weird, way too weird for Halo, and then the Titanfall abilities where you just jump up and then ground pound and all that other stuff. It's like, yeah, it's and oddly, oddly enough, I've never been more interested in a Halo game. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably pick a Halo Five up to play the campaign, but definitely not playing multiplayer with it. That sucks. Uh, maybe Gears of War, Gears of War will be out soon. Maybe, but Horde it's also not. Halo bring Horde by, It's back. also not made by Epic, so it's still in the same situation that Halo's in. Uh, well, they have they um, did they have the one? Co- oh, what the fuck's her name? They made the, they made the last. They made uh, what was it, Judgment. God, what was it? It was a uh, bird that fly. Or was some some people could people could fly people could fly was, something like that it yeah was, oh they made that they made that one the other Gears of War it like, was game. Bulletstorm I think yeah Bulletstorm was which game. essentially was, awesome. was just a playable it's, teaser for Gears of War 3's arcade mode yeah it was it was basically it was the Gears of War engine but it was yeah it was it was awesome I I would like to I don't I, I like hey, give so us far, the I, Gears I, of War collection so we could play that again. I would be so interested in that. I mean, especially just play Gears of War three. Actually, I have Gears of War three on three sixty. I can just play that in a month. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I still have all the Gears of War games on my three sixty. Yeah, it's like I like your idea. It's like, oh, that'd be awesome. Awesome. I would buy a whole console for that. Oh wait, I just realized I have it. I have the three sixty and all the games on 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 that console. Yeah. No, but uh, let's move on uh, real quick. Uh, I don't. We this happened a couple weeks ago. Um, I figured to ask you guys real quick. Um, with PSN we talked about had the the discount for the the weekend. Did you guys get anything with that discount? Nope. At all. Jack. Jack is gone. Oh, let's just say uh, I didn't get anything because there was nothing I really wanted. It's like, yeah. Okay, there was a couple games that oh wait I already have them. Like yeah, I'd, it was like I was looking to play something. It's like I turned them on my PS4 just to actually see if there's something I want. Yeah. I realized, like, it, 
last year was indie was indie hell for me with PlayStation. <laughs> like there was no real like triple A title for me to actually play. Yeah. Besides uh, the four that I already had played, like Infamous, uh, Second Son, and God, what was the other game I played? I also played like Shadow Mortar on there and all that stuff, but it's like, uh, there's nothing I really want that sticks out to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I could have got Transistor, but it's like, eh. You got it for free. You got it for free today. Really? So, yeah, it's a free PS Plus game. I'll definitely get a, go get done yeah. with that right now. Yep, but um, no, I actually I had that fifty dollars like I was talking about, so I ended up getting uh, I got Gat out of hell with it. There you go. Um, what else? I also I got a uh, Costume Quest two. It's funny because actually I was playing. My plan was um, I was in, I was in Gat out of hell, Costume Quest two, and Guacamelee yeah. with my fifty bucks, and then Guacamelee and Costume Quest two got dropped down. Like they're like eight, both eight percent <laughs> off. I know, right? So I got Costume Quest two for like two seventy five or something like that. Um, Guacamelee was like I think like six nice. bucks, and then um, so I had enough left. I ended up getting uh, the Wolf Among Us season one. Nice. So I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna play that here soon. Well, let's see for their little Sony discount dealy. Let's see. I ended up just uh, getting uh, Costume Quest two and uh, what was it? The Unfinished Swan, I think it was. Oh, nice. I, I thought about it. I thought about getting it, but I. I only had that fifty dollars used at that point in time, so I ended up just picking the one, picking those. Well, ones I basically instead. just had like maybe about uh, ten dollars left on my uh, PSN account after getting that uh, Swicoden two and stuff. So what I ended up doing yeah. is just I just waited. I just saw that flash sale, and it's like, oh, oh hell, I get two good PS4 games here. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. I'm I'm happy about that. So I, I have some games to play. I'm, I'm hoping to play some Costume Quest two here soon. After I got plenty of games to play right now though so so uh monopoly has gotten better okay. somehow i don't know how you guys feel about monopoly but i love monopoly um in france My they are monopoly hiding is drinking monopoly you get drunk uh, and then you get mad at your friend and punch him in the face for taking for <laughs> missing uh your area that your your piece of the board that you own go to jail <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! But, How the fuck did you land on free from a pass? The one piece of board that I did not own on this side. I've seen some. I've seen Monopoly gets crazy intense, man. You can lose friendships over that game. How what was it? Uh, Louis C.K. He had a bit about uh, talking about his kids and Monopoly. He's like the eight-year-old gets it, but the five-year-old is like, it's hard to tell her that it's like, okay, everything you've lost is now mine. Oh. <laughs> That's life, little girl. It's like you had to break her heart. <laughs> it's like this life. Uh, everything you've worked all day for, is gone. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use this to destroy your, your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that joke. Now, yeah, that was a good one. But uh, Monopoly is in France. The one one game of Monopoly has. 20,000 I think I think it is 20,850 or 580 euros in it which equals out to $23,348 Oh American. god. So which I guess is the doing, exact amount we're doing it all wrong. Uh, yeah, so that's actually the exact amount uh, the 20,580 that comes in uh, uh I believe the real Monopoly game in in France. So I'm I, I got a ticket to France. Uh, I'm quitting I'll, my job. I'll be right there with you. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, 
picking up uh, Jake, and then we're going to fly out tomorrow morning. And all of a sudden you discover I have Which, if, we, if we think about it, we're we're quitting and we're going to France for basically less than a year's salary. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's up until <laughs> that's up my... until like you guys just, just come to France. All of a sudden you just see I've already there. Like, just a couple months in advance. Yeah. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's like, oh, don't mind we... the French Wonder Women. Anyway. <laughs> see Gabe skipping on the street. I got the gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like... Run, Gabe. Run home. <laughs> All right. It's like you take the half, you take the northern half of France, I'll take the southern half. Ah, racist. <laughs> and then Eiffel Tower? Wait, what? Yeah, it's a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, one of you just fight over it. <laughs> oh, basically yeah. we're just having to go through all the toy stores, like, all the Toys R Us's and whatnot that, that are there, like the Walmarts and all that. <laughs> the French <Yeah>. Walmart! <laughs> <laughs> basically any place that sells the Monopoly board game, we're gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be stuck if we don't if we don't get a if we don't find that one we're kind of stuck there so I wonder do you think you could transfer um, to the French Walmart <laughs> Jake transfer to the French Walmart the wine and cheese capital of France <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's just the super Walmart we sell wine and cheese <laughs> now who's the racist ones <laughs> French people we love French people. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, I will. Nope. Uh, if anyone finds this in France, uh, it for ten, for about five thousand dollars, you can come be a guest host. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> or yeah, that, that's great. I will, we we will accept that. We'll even take them in euros. That's fine. Yeah. Get a get a little uh, trans. Get a, we'll accept anything. Bitcoin. Uh, the big Bitcoin's big right now. We'll take that. We'll also yeah. set them in give Chinese like checkers. <laughs> no, just give us pesos. Uh, give us yen, it's just Jake. It's a gigantic package. It's nothing but Chinese checkers. <laughs> like two hundred fifty thousand of them. Where the fuck am I gonna do with these? <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'll blow them up and make a freaking million dollar YouTube video. Don't, don't tempt. Well, you were gonna have to make a YouTube video, man. Look at all those fucking Chinese checkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'll, I'll put them all in a little bit. I'll put them all in a barrel. Yeah. Fill up the gasoline. Get a slow motion camera and film it in slow motion to make fucking millions of dollars. No, here's what I, exactly what I would see you doing. You're gonna create this elaborate prank, right? You're gonna take all these little sandwich Ziploc baggies, fill them each with like about a hundred one of those Chinese checkers, donate them at the goodwill, and it's like, yeah, uh, can I get a receipt for that? Could you mark down all the bags? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Donate a hundred each, put a hundred each bag, and just get a receipt for each one. But he's gonna—he's gonna, he's gonna fly, out, he's gonna fly out to your town, though. So you're goodwill. Yeah, I'm gonna do it to him. I'm still for some shit. <laughs> there we go. And I'm like, I want to cut a hole in a little bit of bag just so when I put it down, it just busts and goes everywhere. And I walk out. And you just walk out, just driving your car. <laughs> Later, bitch. Day. Oh, that's funny. I like that idea. We should... Just totally do that. Um, so, anyone want to donate Chinese checkers? My address <laughs> inserted in the section below. Yes. Or if you just want to defeat the, if you just want to skip the process, just mail the Jack. <laughs> there you go. Mail it easier for us. Yes, we don't. That way, we don't have to fly out there. Be a lot cheaper. Dude, that would be hilarious if I get like something like that in the mail. <laughs> I hope so. 
I'd be disappointed in my fans. All of a sudden, my mom goes up to me. It's like, but, uh, Gabe, did you lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, what have I told you about God. the internet? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. So, uh, I think we should, it's about time to wrap yes. the show up, guys. We're running a little long. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our Wrestler of the Week game. Okay, this week I actually have something for you guys, and not uh, blinded by anger by the Royal Rumble. But, uh... I did something pretty funny today. I since I don't actually pay for the WWE Network, thank you, Tyler. I actually went on basically uh, since I still the WWE. Network. <laughs> I did sound like that. Anyway, I went on there. I listened to a little bit of like uh, the the whole podcast daily between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. It was interesting conversation mm-hmm. and stuff. But. Uh, Afterwards, I went on and I watched an entire episode of uh, WCW Nitro, right? The second, not the, not the oh, first I'm episode, not, no, 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 not the first one, the second one, right after it. And one of the, the debut, I think it was one of the beginning matches of that whole program for that evening. It was like, a, it was like an hour long, right? And so basically, there's this matchup. It was between Sabu and Alex Wright. And uh, it, this was so bizarre and just out of nowhere. So, basically what this ties into, it ties into the wrestler Sabu. I believe I've referenced him before in our podcast, but for this case and scenario, I I have to bring him up again. Because this is this is literally one of the funniest shit that I think I've seen in quite a long time. So picture this. We all know that Sabu is known as the homicidal, genocidal, suicidal, like Arabian, like high flyer. <laughs> He's basically his. Oh, what was it like? His uncle or something like that. He's a descendant of like the Sheik, I believe it is. Yep, Sheik, yep. wrestling legend. But he is known for his high risk, just extreme maneuvers that he does. A lot of the times, he ends up falling flat on his ass because he is seriously like a freaking human pincushion. He's like a human crash test dummy, let's just say that. But, oh my god, I mean, there's scratches, there's scrapes, he's gotten broken bones. I mean, this dude literally dedicates himself to his craft. But, uh, going back to this match between him and Alex Wright, which I end up finding out something kind of interesting about Alex Wright as well, is that uh, I think he was, uh... I think he was actually inside, like, Japan Pro Wrestling at one time. It's like, what the fuck? I was, I had, I had to do a little bit more research on it, but it's like, Jesus criminy, dude. He actually had a lot of good, interesting credentials. A lot more interesting than what WCW used him for. But, uh, (laughs) but anyway, during this match, this, this match, I could have swore to God, man, it, yeah, there were just a lot of various moves that Sabu used that just looked just really awkward. I mean, there's this one move that he's done where he Irish whips Alex Wright, right? And he goes, he bounces off the second turnbuckle and tries to hit him, Alex Wright, in the face with his, uh, like, his right, like, a foot, right? Sort of like, say, uh, like a reflecting type of, like, reverse drop kick or something like that. But uh, it it ends up not even looking like it connected to his head because that's the whole point of this move. You're supposed to try to make believe that you're actually hitting the dude and not like just going for his chest or whatever the hell. But uh, other than that, there were other portions of the match which were kind of funny too. At one point, at one point, you see Sabu literally 
like uh, sets up. I think it was Alex Wright or something like that. Where the gardening rails, he he grabs a chair, he puts the chair, he sets it up just right before he's going to like uh, try to use that as a catapult. And I've seen Sabu do this like just thousands of times, right? Where it's just like him basically going jumping off the chair, doing this and doing that. But what happens here is Sabu he jumps off the chair. Alex Wright gets out of the way, and he takes. The, I mean, Sabu takes one of the most like just terrifying looking freaking bumps that I've ever seen. He not only crashes like head first inside the fucking rail, but he just goes off and he's just like, oh, <laughs> just basically looks like he's trying to paralyze himself. <laughs> but it's not... I, oh God, it's just so terrible sometimes just watching what he does. I mean, he's he's a pretty great, like, high flyer. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it doesn't even top what he does, like, after he wins the match. So, basically, after he wins the match against Alex Wright, he takes a table, right? He takes one of the WCW's, like, catering tables that's conveniently set by ringside, you know just for that little uh, sketch for that match. He sets up the table. He books Alex Wright on it, and he does his Arabian press, right? His move is high-flying move, the Arabian press, where he's supposed to, I believe, land... I believe the way the move is supposed to be executed is where he's supposed to land somewhere where it's, like, near the back of his, like, shoulder blades or something like that. I may be mistaking, though. But anyway, he goes to the top rope, he does this Arabian press, and the way he lands is he lands head first, right, th- right, like uh, through Alex Wright's. I think it was like his chest, his sternum, or something like that. And I'm looking at the replay of it, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, oh my god, the table looks like it's like shit. That did not look right at all. <laughs> and I can understand why that Sabu, for that reasoning alone, he was not inside WCW for all that long. <laughs> because no. they thought, even the announcers that uh, were making a point, it's like, oh, oh, the, the tie of the match, not the tie of the match, but the decision of the match was reversed and stuff like that. We can't have that with WCW rules. It's like, oh, oh yeah, whatever. But... Uh, it's just the fact that uh, Sabu, like I've said before, has been known to do these high-risk type of moves. He's had great matches with RVD, with Rey Mysterio, with various other guys as well. I think Raven and Tommy Dreamer as well. And like A lot of these are ECW matches. Don't forget his uh, WWE run. <laughs> uh, about 10 years ago. Oh my god, his WCW run. That's one of the things I was wanting to... That was one of the things I was mentioning too with his matchup against Rey Mysterio to with that uh I think it was that ECW about like event back in 2005 I'm thinking uh the ECW one yeah, night the stand Yeah, the one night stand. It's not December to December. It's yep. one night stand. That was a fantastic yep. match that I think I thought it was a fantastic match that he had with Rey Mysterio where he at one point he does this crazy stunt where he drives Rey Mysterio's neck through a freaking table with a DDT. He does a springboard DDT on the outside yep. of the table. Yep. Yep. Let me tell you, though, when he actually... Ex- I was preferably talking about the... Like, when they are... When him, Sandman, and uh, Tommy Dream were all on Raw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like... Oh, when they crash Raw? <laughs> or no, not necessarily when they crash Raw, when they're actually superstars on Raw. Uh-huh. Like, 
They had just gotten drafted over from ECW to Raw. Uh huh. Oh my god. Which killed ECW. It's, it's, or the new ECW. Yeah. WWE killed the new ECW. The yeah, new you know SWR. what? The the actual, <laughs> like, uh, ECW, the WWE's take wasn't, like, bad, but there was just a lot of bad just choice making, and that was one of the culmitude of things that happened that just, oh, that was just really stupid. Another one was making Vince McMahon ECW champion. <laughs> but uh anyway that is our wrestler of the week sabu the homicidal genocidal suicidal arabian freak <laughs> very nice buddy very nice so let's uh move on to uh our trivia of the week what you got for me jake well i was trying to find one of the worst games imaginable mm-hmm. but i found call of duty Ghost. <laughs> so it'll have to do Close enough. And it's close. It's not E.T., but it's close. Uh, on the shelf of one of the levels in the game, uh, there are two awards. One shaped like a rupee from Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and the other shaped like a TARDIS from Doctor Who. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The, ru- the rupee like award reads, awarded for most bushes cut and most pots smashed. <laughs> the, the TARDIS award reads... Award for largest interior with the smallest exterior. <laughs> okay. Additionally, there's also an award for the World Night Ending, which is reference to my calendar. But anyway, that whole, that's actually pretty good. That's funny. Uh, that was your Legend of Zelda and Doctor Who Easter egg in Call of Duty Ghost. Very nice. I like Ghost a little bit more now. Um, <laughs> he's like, don't go there. <laughs> You wouldn't like it when you go there. <laughs> but, uh... But let's, uh, let's go ahead and end the show up. Uh, you can find us on... I already closed the damn show notes, so I'm gonna do this blind. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are uh, Generation Gaming. We have a group and a page. We are also on Twitter. Gen, uh, Gen Gaming Net, right? You changed it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening this week. This is episode 85. We're about to record some... Bonus content for the for our YouTube page. Um, I was your host, Tyler. I was the Jack of Hearts. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy, buddy. Uh, Biscuits and gravy. Did you ever want motherfucker? Alan. <laughs> Motherfucking Alan. <laughs> <laughs>